0: So how does it feel?
1: How does what feel?
0: Being 30.
1: Ah, yes. Another year older. Another year wiser. I think my 30s are where I'm truly going to start my rebellious phase. Join a circus. Run away. Start an all-girl band.
0: Get a tattoo. Get
1: a tattoo. Disobey. My dye your hair. Oh, wait, you, are, you already dye your hair. Dye your hair. Turn all of my students get into a leather a jacket. artistry. Yeah.
0: Ride a motorcycle.
1: hmm Vespa. Vespa. Mint green Vespa.
0: Mint green Vespa, which is so rebellious.
1: It's, it's the most rebellious color of Vespa there is, if you're going to go brand name. Because
0: it's the most ugly.
1: Yep, that's what it is. And, uh, you know, you know, no, I'm not going to let that stand. It is not the most ugly color one could get.
0: For a Vespa? Okay. What is the most ugly color you can get for a Vespa, then?
1: Oh, like like puke or orange or Oh,
0: don't you disparage orange.
1: Just some hideous brown color with no discernible qualities.
0: I think brown can be a very lovely color.
1: Brown is a very lovely color. Brown bookshelves, brown eyes, not a brown car. Have you ever seen a brown car and thought, yes, that's uh, the
0: one. No, but I have seen a brown probe. Which was an actual car name for uh, a that short is a time. a
1: Terrible name for a yep. car. That is terrible imagery conjured up.
0: You are you one. You are one hundred percent correct. So to stop avoiding subject, how does it feel to be thirty?
1: I would say that it feels remarkably close to every other age I've ever been. However, I will say that with the approaching of thirty, now every you know small twinge or ache or. Pain that I've always had is now accompanied by the thought of my inevitable death. Is this the point where I never get better? Is this ache a normal ache or an ache because I my body is too old to uh, to allow hard labor? Is <laughs> Is this the end for Elizabeth?
0: We have been uh, absolutely just destroying our bodies this week, building Destroy. for our party party that we're having this weekend.
1: And when we say party. We say small intimate gatherings yes,
0: yes. <laughs> we we are still taking into account um you know, no no big gatherings. we are it's a very completely small... outside. Yeah. yeah exactly where you know if if you want to you could still say six feet apart from everyone and
1: but if you ever wanted to learn how to make an axe throwing target we now know we spent a whole week figuring out how to do this
0: <laughs> we we took apart pallets and then put them together in a different configuration
1: that is what 30 feels like 30 feels like me telling my mother I'm going to have an axe throwing party and her just sighing and shaking her head and putting it in her hands and me saying still gonna do it that's that's 30 to me i think
0: that's my entire life uh that's that's you saying hey i'm playing D tonight i'm sorry i can't hang out with you your mom sighing and shaking her head hey i'm sorry i can't come to uh this family get together on the lake i'm going to a convention your mother sighing and shaking her head that's that's our life in general. That
1: was yours, so you've been thirty for a really long time. It sounds like.
0: Uh, kinda. Yeah. Me,
1: I've just gotten here. Yeah. Me, the eldest of the relationship.
0: Yeah, I've definitely been thirty, but I'm just now kind of getting there bodily. Bottle- well, not bodily. I've definitely been there bodily. But I'm I'm having to do a sleep study in the in the next few days. Uh, And it's both not terrifying because it's it's been a long time coming and also excruciatingly, very, very terrifying. I was trying to say a word that I was not going to get out correctly.
1: Why do you think that I bought pillow and sheets for the spare room's bed?
0: (laughs) I didn't even think about it that way. I thought you were just going to sleep on the couch if if you had to separate. I don't even know if we had to separate for that. We had this
1: adorable little trundle bed in the spare room that has never been used. Now is the time, I think.
0: Well, you still have to kick the cats out if we want to have other people in there.
1: The cats are going to get really annoyed. Now they're in two different rooms sleeping, and we're not allowed into either one of them. Where is the world?
0: Are they they in a fight or something? Is this a fight or something? Oh, geez. Now you can actually kick me out of the bed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's Aaron.
0: She's Elizabeth. And And we're we're married married to the idea. idea.
1: You can follow us on Facebook at Married to the Idea. You can email us met uh married to the idea reviews at gmail.com we are on soundcloud and itunes and if you are a fan of steven universe you can join us every tuesday night at five o'clock on our facebook page for keep beach city quarantine a chill appreciation fan cast where we go through chunks of episodes binging throughout the summer uh getting all the way to the end of steven universe uh also trying to at least (laughs) uh it's been a lot of fun doing that. We're about to bump it up from five episodes a week to ten so we can binge even more and go through even more. Will we keep it to an hour? Who's to say?
0: <laughs> We're going to do our best. We'll have to like kind of keep the, which is really hard because the episodes are getting better and better as they go on. And there's
1: more and more to talk about. Yeah. And it really does feel silly at a certain point to talk 30 minutes about a 10 minute episode. It was already so concise. Everything that needed to be said was like there. Can,
0: I feel like we can talk an hour on a 15-minute episode. So. Oh,
1: without a doubt, we can. Uh, but let's try to go in the opposite direction. Let's talk about my movie because i got to pick the movie for my birthday
0: it's gonna sit bacardi on your birthday
1: we really should have had some bacardi up here while we talked Ugh. it is also nine in the morning so yeah, maybe we are mimosas, it's way too early some mimosas uh, some just, mimosas some mimosas
0: like my, my joints just like creaked at that not because it's oh, like are, i'm getting too you it's just, old. you uh, are old He's like, I don't want any alcohol right now. Too early. It's way too early.
1: Uh, well, Aaron may for his birthday pick a movie that he wants to tear apart. For me, mm-hmm. I wanted to pick a movie that would be fun to talk about, and actually watching it gave us ideas for several other movies we could watch. Uh, because we're talking about French animation, which is not something I believe that we have discussed yet.
0: We have definitely seen before. Uh, there's a couple. We have seen
1: some before. We have not. Discussed them in the podcast I am excited to talk about some more of them but we haven't really journeyed into the culture of French animation which is kind of cool I was uh, in research on the movie that we're discussing today I actually started looking at what French animation is like over across the sea and it's an entirely different culture than animation in the States. So I'm gonna be interested to talk to you a little bit about that. It's an entirely different process.
0: Well, yeah, why well, don't we go through like the story itself and then we talk about French animation. Sounds yeah, good.
1: so we are talking about Long Way North. We picked this up at a $10 rack at Target or something. I, I saw even the cover. Remember. I saw the cover and I said, oh, well that looks very beautiful. I'm a fan of beautiful animation. Let's get it. And then I think it sat on our shelf for a year.
0: <laughs> it is. It has definitely been a while. I have no idea how long, but it's definitely been a while.
1: Well, I believe the DVD, uh, the movie was released on DVD in 2017. So it could have been as long as three years it's been waiting. But uh, we finally got around to watching it. And I am very glad we did because it was really really cool.
0: Well, it can't be more than 5 years cuz or it definitely can't it be more, than, more five than 5 years cuz it's a 5-year-old movie. So it can't yes. be more than like 4 years.
1: Yes. And it didn't come out on DVD until 2017 when we picked it up.
0: So So before the before time <laughs> you speak the true true. <laughs> um yeah, this is some gorgeous animation and they uh really took some time on some shots and allowed uh some heavy visuals to just kind of sit there. It was um I, I can't tell you um I'm i have pull- got IMDb. So if I kind of like What are you looking for? Well, no, I'm just i I keep pulling things up. Uh
1: Well, I can tell you a little bit about that cuz I read an interview with the director who shared his process. Uh Whenever possible, he said, go for the long shot, the long take, the uninterrupted vastness of the uh Landscape that he was working with, which is why we get all these really impressive shots. Uh, the sound design is incredible when they get up north, just the creaking of the ice, oh, and oh, yeah, the it's the, monumental. We had the sound bar on, it was echoing, cosmic, huge.
0: If, um, if you have been considering, uh, possibly expound- expanding your I remember back in uh, the early 2000s, my family moved from our trailer to our house and my dad was really excited. My dad can get real nerdy about this kind of stuff. Um, Where do you think I get it from? And he bought a, uh, a surround system, surround sound system, and he got it set up. He got the thing wired. He got it mounted, and he was so excited, and he got it set up. It didn't work right the first time <laughs> because the subwoofer didn't work or this one speaker wasn't actually producing sound. It was really weird. But we finally got it set up, and it was so cool because it felt like you were in a movie theater because you, were, when things were supposed to happen, or sound like it was behind you and sound sounded like it was behind you, I remember – Um, We were watching a DVD, um, it was either Toy Story or something like that, because it had the first trailer for Monsters, Inc. Because uh, they were doing the whole Mike and Sully thing, and uh, they were arguing back and forth. Back when the the trailers for Pixar were like a short for the movie that had nothing to do with the movie. It was the characters, but it was just, you know, like them, it was was hilarious. And then the dog growls, and it felt like the dog was right behind you. It was so cool. and, uh, I don't know I, I loved that experience and, uh, he's, he, we have, uh, moved on from that. And obviously the technology has grown exponentially from there. Uh, but now the t- technology is the sound bars and my dad actually bought me a sound bar after we moved into the house here or no, it was when we moved into the rental, right? Was it the rental or the, yeah. it, either way we have a sound bar either and, way. uh, and it is awesome. It's basically a surround sound system in one bar. I highly, highly recommend a sound bar. It is so nice to have, and you only have to set up a subwoofer somewhere else. That's it.
1: It makes your experience more cinematic, just like you said. Yeah. And I think that really showcased well in a piece like this, which is all about the landscape threatening all around you, always. Uh, The animation style, Aaron, you also brought up... uh, The fact that there are no lines was a cost-saving technique. They had a tight seven-figure budget to make this movie on. And they realized that by not including the line work, not only are you saving money, but they got this wonderful cut paper quality where it's these shapes and figures moving across a landscape without line work. Like only line work was like their noses, just these little squiggles, just to indicate there is a nose here somewhere in this face, but that's it. And I I can't recall the last time that we saw an animated movie like that where it was cut paper shapes. Usually line work is the essential necessity of an animated movie.
0: It feels very graphic. And mm-hmm. um I in the um the title, um, or the, the credit at the beginning of the movie, it says graphic, designed, and directed by the, uh, Reme, uh, Sh- <laughs> Chayet. Chayet. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering that. I do apologize that I am. Uh, so, uh, the, the, and and, well, when, and I, I kind of to took do, me, yeah. I kind of took me back. Is like, what do you mean graphic design? I mean, like, there are graphic designers that work on movies and this kind of stuff because they, uh, there are you know, still images that go into movies. There are things that need to be designed for movies. But I was like, how can you direct in graphic design? And that makes sense that you have to kind of think about it in a two D f- flat format, not moving, if you're using in that uh, aspect. So that makes a ton of sense.
1: Uh, Remy was also the assistant director on, uh, Secret of, uh, Secret of Kells, Book of Kells, and Secret of Kells, this was his first movie, Long Way North was his first movie all on his own, uh, I think it's partially that, partially, uh, this French comics culture that I'm excited to talk about later, why a graphic designer would be the person in charge of a movie, why would they do that, it wouldn't be something you'd see often, but I think there is reason for that, um. But the main crux of our story, which I was not anticipating, I think I don't even think I read the back of this movie when I picked it up. I just loved the cover art so much, and I said,
0: (laughs) "Judging a book by its cover." There, I
1: did. It's so important, trust me. Uh, So it's about this young girl named Sasha in Russia, who's part of the Russian oligarchy, and she is uh, enamored with her grandfather who was this great explorer who instilled this love of exploration and science within her at a very young age and uh, was sent off by the Tsar to go find a passage and never returned. She's certain he's still alive. she is certain he's okay, uh but she doesn't know this until she finds a slip of paper confirming that he went an entirely different route than what all of the search and rescue ships have been going to. He went in the complete opposite direction, so there's no re- there's reason why they didn't uh, not find
0: opposite him. direction, but like rather, there's like one direction that most people would take, and he decided to go- a different direction to kind of skirt something,
1: yeah, so she tries to tell this real (laughs) tip of a prince about this and he's like oh a woman speaking i've never been so insulted her father is just really outraged because he knows that she's a bit of a troublemaker in this in this assumption can't put it down and doesn't get the position he wanted and she's like you know i'm tired of disappointing everyone and i really care about my grandfather i'm just gonna go and find him she Grabs a horse and runs and gets on a train and gets as far north as she can. Uh, But the film isn't afraid to, throughout this journey, explore her naivete, her sheltered life that makes her think that it's just going to go easy for her. These things will just work out. If this was a
0: younger kids movie, um, it would show that she's a plucky-go-lucky kind of... Everything happens the right way for her. Everything breaks the right way, kind of a um, Pippi Longstocking kind of thing. Like, hey guys, and she, when she does get on the train, the conductor just takes pity on her and you know lets her stay in the stagecoach or in the actual room. And and when she doesn't have a ticket or when she gets to a town, you know the person takes pity on her and lets her sleep in this house or something like that. Whereas with this movie, it does show the more harsher realities. People do take pity on her and it's, you know, it is still a fictionalized reality where people are still nice to her. But it's kind of, uh, it it does kind of show a a bit of a mirror. It's like, hey, this shit does happen kind of thing.
1: (laughs) She she just gets on the train thinking, I'll just ride the train. No money, no ticket. She goes back to sit with all of the barn animals. Okay, she gets up north. Uh, and meets someone oh you're the captain of a ship here uh here are my very expensive earrings uh it's like all right meet back here in five uh, at the end of the day and we'll go and then they just take off and he takes off with her earrings and she's left there penniless with the uh (laughs) with the wonderful tavern restaurant in owner who she asked for a pencil and she's like listen this is not that kind of place. We don't just have pencils lying around. We eat and we drink and we sleep up and that's what we do.
0: It um it it shows it it shows like how sheltered she's grown up and she doesn't realize how sheltered she thinks she knows the outside world. But this is the first time she's actually been truly in it without like maybe her parents or some sort of you know other person in her life with her you know yeah. this is the first time she's truly on her she's own
1: trained her mind she's very bright and smart she just has to train her body now uh,
0: train her her wits
1: yeah she's left behind and she could have just packed it in right there said i'm going home this is this was a stupid errand a fool's errand it's not going to work and the woman's like you you paid for this journey they'll be back in a month you stay here and you work your keep here it's a it's a very uh long john silver jim hawkins sort of motif just her having to get up at the crack of dawn peel potatoes wash all the dishes
0: serve the guests yeah
1: and the and the old mentor slowly coming to appreciate her gut and determination and taking pity on her and then she starts getting up even earlier than her mentor to help her out and become strong and independent it it's all like the good stuff you want to see in a montage of a character getting better
0: <laughs> and it's not again it's not immediate it's like it's it, they show the progression and it's and it's done through kind of a montage not like with a song uh, overhead it's like there is a score and but you hear the dialogue you hear some of the dialogue you hear you know, the grunts and the moans like, oh, I don't want to get up this early, you know. <laughs> like, I want to keep sleeping in. And like, I'd like to have breakfast. You know, can I have sausage and eggs, please? Like, no. This no. is what you're going to have because this is what I had. And you're lucky to get it kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I've had some mornings with my dad like, like, can I have toast? No, I'm making eggs. You can have eggs. <laughs> or you can make toast yourself. I don't want to make toast. I just want toast. You get eggs. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs>
1: uh. I don't think I was expecting, I think we've just been lucky that all the media we've been consuming is about underestimated women who find their place in an early 18th, 17th, 19th century it, historical setting.
0: The yeah, the talk that the prince has before she leaves uh her house uh, and uh, because you're talking about the Great, aren't you? Yeah, and the talk that they the, there's some very stark uh similarities uh in in some of the, uh, the movie and then that particular episode that we watched. Uh, I think the one that you're talking. About. We don't. I don't want to spoil anything for those who are watching the Great, which is a great series. I highly recommend it. I, I didn't really care for um, uh, elfing, for the longest time because uh, Cinderella or Maleficent just kind of turned me off I wasn't really crazy about her in super eight either but eh, whatever uh but this she's she's uh she's kind of turned me around in this she's shown you know some uh, a lot of depth in this but she's shown she can be very very funny not she has to or anything like that she has to prove herself to me she doesn't n- not any in any way shape or form but she has absolutely shown like she can be this like amazing actress like I thought her accent in uh, Maleficent was terrible. She's her accent in this is great. So it's like weird. (laughs) So
1: there's uh, it's it should be clarified that we listened to the dub, not the sub for this. It is a French movie and was originally released with French voice acting. But the version that we watched was the dub. That being said. I think the movie relies much more on its visuals to tell the story as opposed to dialogue. There is obviously um you know show don't tell, which I think is a as a usual hallmark of a good movie. And when there is talking, it's it's mostly simple. I will say though that there didn't seem to be a disconnect. I think most foreign films when I watch them, I feel like there's a joke I'm not getting or an inflection that I'm missing. Like, someone in France would absolutely get this, but I just don't. Uh, Studio Ghibli usually manages to skirt around that. It's usually told so well, but I don't realize that there's, like, a a cultural touchstone that I'm not, that I didn't get that means I don't get this. Uh, But I don't think, again, by letting this one play out mostly visuals, I don't don't think I felt that disconnect at all throughout the story. I didn't feel like the characters were acting one way and saying another thing. I feel like everything gel together pretty well. I would agree, yeah. Uh, boy, uh, I don't want to get into spoilers, so I won't. But For I, this movie? Uh, I, for the movie, yeah. Like, oh, okay. I, I like this movie a lot. I want people to see it. This isn't one that I want to dissect uh, in that way. But I will say that uh, the director was very clever in making the discovery of her grandfather the thing that gets them all home safely like is it a dream is it not but the important thing is that those two are directly intertwined it's not just she finds it and that's it and they turn around and go back it's something more than that
0: it is it is definitely a a culmination um there there's a lot a lot of build-up it felt very like roller coastery that you are just um for those who enjoy or partaking roller coasters, you get on that first kind of uh, clickety clank, if you will. It's like click, 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 click. It just felt like for the longest time, it's just, it is building and building and building and building and building. Um, and then there's, there's a part where it kind of just lets you go and then you start flowing. And then near the end of the movie, you're kind of at the near the end of the ride, if you will. Um, it felt, very well done it it felt like a good well crafted story there were some times it lagged a little bit but i didn't feel uninterested in the story at all um i felt like it was still very paced in a good way or still very well paced um i uh there there it could have used a little bit of fine-tuning but not like it was like uh it's not the room or anything like that Um, it's not even close. And I've seen worse animated movies like that than this by any means. This was a, a still well-paced movie and it took it slow. And it, it, it I think it was more methodical in its slowness. Um, and a lot of times. And, and that's good because for a movie that's taking place in the, the Arctic, you need that because when you go to the Arctic and you go, um, it's basically, and, uh, the grandfather kind of describes it at the very beginning of the movie, The Arctic is like the desert, but instead of it being very hot, it's very cold. There's nothing around you but just sheer ice and snow.
1: The Arctic, every time I see one of those cruise photos, I'm like, I really want to go cruise the Arctic. Uh, The Arctic is at both times, in both ways, gorgeous and deadly. In a way that is immediately apparent. If you looked at a jungle, it might just be gorgeous. And then if you're there long enough, you're like, "Oh, there's a lot of dangerous things there that could hurt me." I now see it underlying. The Arctic, you look at it and you're like, "This isn't made for humans. We aren't supposed to be here. Why are we allowed here?"
0: You can survive a lot longer than in a jungle than you could in the Arctic. The Arctic, you're it, like, "It's so you've got to get out of there." It's, yeah.
1: It's threatening. It doesn't want you here. You shouldn't be here.
0: I'm reading, uh, we, we talked about uh, Webtoons on uh, our last episode. And there's another Webtoon that I'm reading from an author who I've uh, followed on, or I follow on a different, uh, they, they're f- more full-time Webtoon. Uh, they're doing a short story, and it's, it takes place in the Arctic. So
1: Oh, cool. I do like that, even though it's a cost-cutting measure, the no-line work, I give it a it has a very Klaus sort of feel then where the characters and the environment, any one of them could do anything at any given time. They look like they exist in the same universe, whereas with most animated movies, your backdrops are painted or designed and then your foreground characters have to have lines. If they're going to interact with something, it's drawn with lines because it has to then move and do something with this. You don't know what's going to interact with what. It's all fair game.
0: I I I think, and, and I think it adds to the style. I think it's kind of like um, making omelets out of broken eggs. It, I think it's like, it was a cost, cu- cost cut it, cost cutting measure. And I think they did, they used that to their advantage. It gives us a very unique style. Um, they, I mean, there's some other of the French films I will talk about in just a, a minute that still feel similar, like secretive Kells. And I would say probably like song of the Sea, probably look probably a little too similar to each other, but they had that kind of cut paper style, but the, the character uh, design and everything like that is probably more what lends themselves to that. This one is a little bit more quote unquote realistic. Like you have Ernest and Selstein, which is, you know, anthropomorphic and that's, and it has its own style and, like, The oh, Secret yeah. of Kells is, has its own style. In Long it Way
1: North, you feel like they're going to die. They are absolutely going to die up here. Like, there is imminent...
0: How does that have to do with anything with the visual style of the movie?
1: No, like that's exactly what I'm saying. Like it feels like harsh, like realistic. Like yeah. these are real people. But for some reason, the lack of line work makes it all seem very
0: yeah. Harsh. Because real life doesn't have those lines. Okay, okay. I I see the dots connecting. Are they now. all
1: connecting for you now? <laughs> no, I was just trying to derail you completely. I had nothing to add to your conversation. Are you
0: feeling it now, Mister Grabs? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. It, um, It's so much more realistic It's still cartoon No not car- cartoony it's still, It still has that very animated feel And it still has a very particular style But And, and the thing is too There's a lot of uh, overlap nowadays Like one animated movie is going to look like another animated movie Which is going to look like another animated movie But these four movies That I, I've just recently mentioned Are all very particularly Their own look Um, Like the uh the breadwinner very much its own look. You cannot look at that movie and say, Oh, that looks like the secret of Kells or the, or long way North or anything like that. There's, and that's really, I'm, I'm amazed that we are getting these animated movies nowadays. Like, like one of my favorite movies of all time. Now um, I keep mentioning it all the time. Spider-Man into the spider verse. You cannot say that looks like any other movie out. It looks like a comic book brought to life, but in a such a unique way, and it's awesome. I'm so happy that we have that movie now and there's and I'm happy that we are getting directors and writers and animators and producers and people who want to bring that to this life and I'm so happy that these people brought this movie to us because this like it just shows that you can make a movie like on a very strict budget and make something really good
1: absolutely. What do you think, Aaron? Should we head to the Sponsor Dome?
0: Sure. Um,
1: Where two sponsors enter and I believe one sponsor leaves. Uh, Who is our challenger for today?
0: um, Our challenge.
1: Oh, don't you blank on me, sir. We discussed this already.
0: I'm 100% blanking. I don't remember who our challenger is.
1: Hmm. We probably should have wrote it down. (laughs) Why don't you go ahead and start with our uh, first sponsor? And then I will see if I can recall what it was we were supposed to talk about.
0: All right. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash Married to the Idea and browse, browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download the title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash Married to the Idea to get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audio books, original audio shows, news, comedy, and and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Our uh, suggestion for you this week, um, or this episode, uh, because uh, Liz had read that this story was based on, instead of going to the North Pole, uh, there was an explorer going down to the South Pole, um, and the story of trying to find the ship was based on an actual true story, the uh, So we have a particular book. Uh, it's called Shipwreck at the Bottom of the World. The extra- Extraordinary, not Extraordinary, Extraordinary True Story of Shackleton and the Endurance. Uh, talking about Ernest Shackleton. And it's actually uh, an homage to that. Uh, there, there's a dog that on the ship that um, Sasha uh, befriends named Shackle.
1: Yeah. Super cute dog.
0: Yeah. Um, then the synopsis. Sir Ernest Shackleton, Sir Ernest Shackleton, and a crew of twenty seven men set off from England aboard the ship Endurance, intending to cross the Antarctic from one side to the other. Endurance becomes icebound and sinks a hundred miles from land, leaving Shackleton and his men to fight brutal perils on ice, land, and sea, or die trying
1: i I think it's pretty cool that the director looked at this story and said. I like it, and I want to get that same sense of exploration, but I want to twist it. I want to reverse it. I really want it to be about this young girl trying to find her grandfather and fighting against this, you know, systemic oppression. And and I think that's really cool, and I think he's really enamored with that because uh, I didn't know this until I started doing research for it, But uh, while he was working on this, he was trying to think of ideas for his next movie. And he did make it. It's called Calamity. And it's about the making of Calamity Jane in the Old West.
0: Yeah, that's his next movie that he does. Um, Which, uh, yeah, he's the art director and the director on.
1: The artwork for it looks, I mean, just as good. Like every single still of this looks like a painting I would want on my wall. Uh, And I think it just recently came out.
0: I think uh, 2019, I want to say. I'm I'm looking it up right now. I think
1: it was even 2020. Like, it may have just come out early this year, and we just didn't get a chance to see, uh, to hear about it.
0: You are correct. Wow.
1: Yeah. So I had no idea that this was even, like, a thing. But how cool, like, to see a director say, I really enjoy this type of story. And to do it, like, it's always a gamble. It's always a gamble to say, I'm going to make, this story about someone other than a a young white male protagonist. We see so many ways that it sort of happens that way. So many rewrites. And
0: March third, by the way.
1: March third. Uh, no, so in the right before the before time, right, right before everything <laughs> right changed. Right
0: before the before.
1: Uh, and how cool. You know, at some point, at some point, it has to be a money making process, and I think that to me, it's really nice to see directors, producers, companies saying, oh, wait, there's a whole 50% of the population we could be making things for that we have previously not tapped into because we thought it wasn't worthwhile. Beyond just money-making, though, I think that there are a lot of intriguing and interesting women that are worth talking about. I think that's why we see so many shows about them. And I think the really important thing is that just as... A movie like Indiana Jones can be for anyone, so can a movie like Calamity or Long Way North can be for anyone. Just because it's about a woman doesn't mean that only women will watch it, just like people still want to watch Indiana Jones, even though I am not a man. So, <laughs> I, you know, I think that there is a market. I think that it's ready. I think that the more that we show that there are other voices, I think we get that more diversity that we've been talking about.
0: Um, yeah, and uh, as a white male, I have plenty of protagonists, and there's still going to be people who are like, I'm still going to write a right protagonist, not because I can't, I, I don't want a black b- protagonist or a female protagonist, they just, or, you know, Asian protagonists or anything like that, that's just because that's who they know. Like, I I, I can write a little bit different than who I am, but... I, I I would want... Uh, sorry. Okay. That's, that sounded like it was going down a really dark path. No,
1: that's okay. So writing what you know is an important uh, yeah. a, adage for a reason. But I'm not
0: going to sit here and say that. I know the struggles of anyone else besides who I am. But I have plenty of white protagonists to follow. However, I also enjoy... I enjoyed this movie. I have enjoyed... I enjoyed Breadwinner. I... I can enjoy movies where I'm not the protagonist. I can't step into the shoes of Joe everyman.
1: I think that's important. I think people too often think that if the person... I think too often studios even say, if it doesn't look like our key demographic, will they gravitate toward it? Will they care?
0: Who cares? Who
1: cares? If, if it's this, a good story this, and a good character.
0: Exactly. Again, best one of the best animated movies of all time, Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. Main character is a young, black, half black, half Hispanic boy. Like... Like, what key demographic is that? Like the, the key demographic is almost my cousin and he's not Hispanic. He's half Filipino. And it's like, that's,
1: they realize you don't have to test focus. It exactly. It can be anyone.
0: Cause you're, the thing is, is if you're trying to hit one key demographic, you're leaving out the majority. Exactly. So if you only try to hit one, you're not going to hit everyone else. So if you just basically say, okay, well here's a story about somebody and it's a really good story and a really good character who cares mm-hmm. so with this and um calamity i think that would uh, who who cares as long as the story and the character are great who cares mm-hmm. like with the the changing of characters and like making um you know different characters to be different races and different uh genders who cares if the story is good and the 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 characters are good who cares i i i'm ready to read stories about you Know a female Iron Man or an Asian Hulk, or um, you know, whatever I like. One of our favorite stories, uh, growing up, or was favorite book series, which you just did a whole video series on reading chapters of. Um, it starred a, a young princess. I'm a dude and I loved it. So, um, so getting back to the sponsor dome, who was our other sponsor? Was it Calamity or?
1: Uh, no, but I actually would like to offer a pretty good one for our quarantine times. Uh, do you want to do something different to your hair, but don't want to bleach or cut it? Good. Hold on to that. Don't give yourself bangs. Instead, why not try overtone? I know it sounds like I'm reading from a script, but this is all coming off the top of my head. Uh <laughs> If you've ever thought to yourself, I would love to dye my hair, but I don't want to use harmful chemicals. I don't want to bleach. I I don't want to take like a huge process and pay a lot of money at a salon. Or I'm stuck at home and can literally do none of those things. uh, I would recommend Overtone. I have been using Overtone hair products for at least two years. Uh, I originally came across them trying to look for hair dye that didn't require you to bleach or hurt your hair. And Overtone was the company that I found. And
0: because you did it in a bleaching, uh, not not your whole head, yeah, but like that like first, a strap.
1: My very first attempt was I bleached the underside of my hair. So if I ever put my hair up on a ponytail, you would see it. I bleached it and I dyed it, and the dye faded super fast. And I couldn't reapply it because the comb and all the special brushes and the bleach and the chemicals, and I couldn't see what I was doing, and like. Okay, this is fine. It's finally all grown out. But after doing that, I'm like, I need something easier. I need an easier way to do this. Um, Overtone not only is an easy thing to use, you don't even need to use gloves if you don't want to. It'll stain your hands, but it won't stain forever. You literally just rub it into your hair, leave it for 15 minutes, and then wash it out. You don't have to use cold water. You can use any water you want to wash it out. usually you have to do special things. Uh, yeah,
0: because if, and, and if you want like a more permanent dye, there's different options out there. but like
1: if you're a person who wants to change your hair every month, but in the meantime you want it to look real good, like, overtone is the stuff for you. Uh, not only do they make just regular hair dye in all colors, they also make hair dye formulated for darker hair tones, like myself. Uh, for those who have brown hair, you can still have some tones and some tints. We are actually going to dye our hair this evening for the party tomorrow. Uh, Aaron offered to dye my hair, and somehow that conformed into, I will also dye my hair with you. So we are going to have some very beautiful hair at the end of this.
0: Um, For those of you who have never seen a picture of me, I have very dark brown hair, like not jet black, but like very dark brown. And I have tried using products where it's supposed to like dye your hair a little bit, like the gel that's supposed to put a little bit of tint in there. So if you have lighter hair, it like puts color in it Um, and it's never worked ever.
1: Exactly. So So. I'm excited to use it on Aaron because it works on me. I feel like. It's going to be this beautiful, subtle red just wafting through your hair. I
0: think it's not going to work at all. (laughs) Like a pink
1: breeze. A pink breeze. I am really excited to see it. I can't wait for it. Uh, And if you want to try it, I don't have any special coupon codes for you, but they do have a color club where the more you buy, the more points you earn, you can redeem the points for more kinds.
0: And And Overtone, if you want to sponsor us...
1: I really love Overtone. I've never had a problem with their product. The product smells like freaking peppermint. Like, yeah, it's it such, smells really good. It's such a good smell. It doesn't stain any of my towels. It uh, actually was, I was, I had dyed my hair. It was covered. I sat for 20 minutes on my sofa, went upstairs to wash it, came down, and saw that some of it had gone on the sofa. And I said, oh, no. And then I just rubbed it right off the sofa didn't stain it a second and it lasted in my hair for two weeks. I don't know what magic formula they've come upon, but you put the dye in and then if you want to keep it, you use a conditioner every time you're in the shower. Again, nothing special. Just put in your hair, scrub it in and rinse it out. Or you can just do different colors. They have little trial sample packs you can pick out too if you just want to like, try a little bit of purple or a little bit of green so again uh we are not sponsored by them in any way but if they wanted to that'd be super swell and it's overtone.co if you want to do something not so calamitous to your hair during quarantine
0: yeah and uh there's and there's reasons why like certain colors and certain amounts are like sold out because because of everyone is
1: like i must do something i may as well uh I would love to, uh, since I don't want to go into spoiler territory, I would actually like to talk about uh, Band Disney, and I know that by your face you have no idea what Band Disney is. Nope, right over my head. Um, so I first came across the term when I was doing research about uh, Long Way North, and I was thinking to myself, uh, you know, why is it that we always see such beautiful animation being produced out of countries that aren't America. In America, usually you can only get like...
0: <laughs> we good, um, good, Sorry. good American animation. all only, only good um, Amer- animation comes out of
1: America. In the States, we tend to see more showy, flashy, 3D CGI animation. That's kind of been the way we've been gravitating towards. We still I see mean, thoughtful still see 2D, some- but it's just... Perhaps short stories, not full length produced movies. It just doesn't happen nearly I, as. Much.
0: I would disagree. It, not as much. I, uh, not but as they're, much. There, you you are still seeing some two D stuff, but not. This isn't a
1: discount of animators in America. It's just saying that it's not the sort of project that gets funding. So it was curious to well, me. Well,
0: something like what we said last week. I am. I'm, I'm, I apologize for interrupting you. Um, something that w- what we said last week is, it's not. Uh. Uh, full length uh, features anymore it's television shows like the dreamworks thing yeah sorry <laughs> let me uh, let me well actually you uh, I did research for, for
1: this you know <laughs> <laughs> so a term came across in my research called band disney which um in France animation isn't an industry like it is in America it's not a hollywood system where you have to uh, pitch to executives and producers and see what will fly and what will get most butts in seats. It's more of an extension of the country's comics culture. The, the French country is obsessed with comics, cartoons, graphic novels of epic stories. Over there, it's not made for children. These are just universal stories they have awards for just that specifically. At the end of each year, they have a, a big uh, thing go out about... It's kind of like when we talk about um, Scandinavian, Icelandic culture, where uh, Djokovic Flood happens and that big catalog comes out of all the books you could buy, and they're, like, obsessed about it. Same thing in France with their cartoons and graphic novels and comics. Even just strips, even just comic strips, are hugely important. Uh, and that's what band destiny is, their comic culture. And it's been going on at least since the 80s. Mm. And I thought that was so interesting to talk about it. It's the, the idea that you even said it about how every French film has this distinct creative stamp on it in a way that even most live action American films don't get to do unless you are a tim burton or a christopher nolan like christopher Nolan's probably like the closest i can think of to an tour working in the hollywood system where it's um these are artistic movies there Let's... are
0: there are definitely more than uh, christopher nolan is is probably the more one of the more successful art tours with you know quotation marks around it um but there are some definitely like uh, uh freaking uh wes anderson you can even say yeah. uh uh i always mispronounce his name takita Watiti. Yes. He definitely has a visual style.
1: Yeah, we're starting to see that more and more where directors are allowed to like put their... You can even see how much he had to fight against Marvel, which is such a brand that you have to follow under.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, So for me, it was kind of cool to see things like Ernest Celestine, uh, Song of the Sea, Secret of Kells. All of these movies made on the idea that the stuff that usually we would read about in a novel. In America, any of those stories would be something that you'd write about with a novel, and that would be the thing that gets published, and you would read about it. In this capacity, they're like, no, comics, graphic novels, cartoons, that's where we want to see these huge stories. We want to see them with pictures. And it's not as strictly for children medium. Long Way North could be watched by Anyone, i would say but
0: like 230 nearly 30 year old well, uh, yeah. nerds
1: yeah we're a bunch of nerds uh but i think it's really cool that their whole culture has evolved around this visual medium and they're not afraid to like embrace express it and say this is really what we would like to see this is the thing that interests us
0: i, I would uh and i would agree with that i mean french animation is is a unique kind of um art form because there is some french anime uh you know talking about animation there's some french anime specifically that has come out um uh there's one called waifu and another one called i think is a prequel series to it that uh the waifu one is not as uh fluid but the prequel series which i actually really really want to check out um it, it has some fluid flight fight scenes like I've I've watched a couple of clips of it, and it it shows kind of a shorter guy fighting um, against this taller, thinner woman. And holy shit, is it like an intent? It's like Avatar: The Last Airbender, Korra, uh, Legend of Korra. Like, like holy crap! Like, like you're watching it, and like you have to like take a breath and then rewatch the scene because you miss some of the subtlety of it. It's like, and I've watched it more than once, but even you're, still, I like think
1: you're right, Aaron. Like. The idea of anime and manga like happening like like I don't even know
0: I don't even know if that's based on a manga no, I don't not, think it I'm is not, I'm not
1: saying that that's what I'm saying like it doesn't have to be some other property first before it can be another property. They can all exist independently and the same thing in France where you have comic strips and then you have cartoons like if you're curious, like some of the most popular band Disneys you've absolutely heard of like the Adventures of Tintin or the Smurfs. Oh, God. Yeah. I forgot about that. Those were all French cartoons, comics.
0: And and... then uh, What's His Face sold out. And then we got, you know, the the two awful Smurf movies with Neil Patrick Harris, who deserves so much better.
1: And if we're talking about Tintin, like, they even tried to do a Tintin movie and it didn't work.
0: They tried to do an American Tintin movie. Exactly. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, you. You, I think they there was a fundamental misunderstanding of the property first. Not and
0: only do they try to do a tinted movie, they try to do a motion capture tinted movie.
1: Yeah, and I guess I get it because if you look at how these were based on these epic cartoon comic strips, you might be forgiven for thinking, ah, that would be something cool to showcase this technology in. But again, I think. Just a, a a misunderstanding of the property itself and what the French culture thinks of these particular properties.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm I'm not surprised. Uh, there's some like there's other great cultures like Korean animation and uh, comics are amazing. They have some amazing horror comics. Uh, they're the ones that perpetrated uh, motion comics uh, or not maybe perpetrated but maybe like was the right the second boom of it or like especially in the early days in the early 2000s because they were the ones that made the first one that had sound that surprised you because it circulated there for a while then it kind of disappeared and then it was this one artist that kind of popped up and that's how i discovered webtoons i've told the story a couple times on the podcast here but it's uh you know the korean comics are really cool and um there's a very famous i'm I'm pretty sure she was korean she's the korean or um uh indonesian um where like she has some very surreal horrific imagery but it's like like the kind of like you like oh my god i can't look away you know that kind of stuff (laughs) um but and then like there's a, a lot of these industries especially in this day and age of technology and communication these uh communities are growing not not necessarily not growing in size, but growing in um, awareness of, uh, externally. Because we as Americans, we've always, the, the, these cultures probably have, like since the 80s, they've always existed since the 80s, rather the French one at least. And we're just kind of learning about it. We're seeing like the Ernest and Celestine and the Book of Kells. Oh, yeah. Or we're, Kells and-
1: we're absolutely coming as a bunch of dumb. American outsiders who are like, did you know that there's this whole comic culture in France? Like, like duh, of course there is, and we just didn't know <laughs> about it because we weren't well what? read enough to learn about some other culture than our own.
0: But of course, yeah, we've they've always been. Yeah, <laughs> like we've had comics since the eighties. How long have you had comics? Oh, Eight- since the fifties. Oh, is impressive. Eighteen hundreds. 1800? oh the eighteen hundreds. Oh wow, that's that's very impressive. <laughs> oh no wait that's us. Oh, like, of yeah. course it is us. <laughs> Do you notice how I didn't do like a a cigarette? I I like, of course, you at home did not see it, but
1: how in the world? Yeah, how in the world would they have seen any sort of prop work that you did?
0: (laughs) Like, and but it would have been, you know, it it was not a, it was not a stereotypical French accent.
1: Well, having you know, outsider perspective can be nice, but also it's nice just to get the facts from a person who has lived there and been there and be like, yeah. Of course. Of course the, the nicest person is the person who is like, Yeah, yeah, it has for a while. Here let me show you more of it instead of making you feel like a jackass for not knowing <laughs> about it in the first place. What do you mean there's something called Japanese animation? It's like, well here, here's a movie by a guy named Ghibli. Oh, these are all I'm beautiful. sorry. Stop. No, you can you can tell it for me. Not until like I didn't know about
0: Okay. It's not a guy named Ghibli. I know. Okay. That's, okay. That's a okay. okay. joke, Aaron. Okay. Sorry. I, I took <laughs> that seriously. I apologize.
1: It's a joke.
0: I'm like, hang on. Hang on. That, Whoa.
1: I wish, well, I mean, I guess that's why the joke really worked. You thought I really yeah, meant I, it. I
0: really thought you meant it there for a <laughs> second. I'm like, uh, uh, how dare you disrespect Miyazaki like that?
1: Um. But I think, like you said earlier, Aaron, it's not that graphic novel work doesn't exist in the United States. Obviously, it does. I just think, I think it's interesting to know that there's an entire other culture like that. Like, there are artists that I follow, and I can't get their work because it's sold exclusively in France, or there are no English translations. Yet, something else that wasn't made for me, but that I want to see in the same way that parasite wasn't made for me but the only thing barring it from being seen by many was subtitles
0: and, and that I'm, and how
1: I, how in the world do we let that decide what is and is not worthwhile of our viewing
0: i uh, and see and there's a whole culture of uh americans or not even non-americans who can appreciate things with subtitles like I watch anime with subtitles all the time. I have to make sure to not do anything else so I can actually read at the same time, but
1: yeah, subtitles are not a passive viewing activity no
0: because um, i'm I am a active watcher of my hero academia. I'm now caught up. I've not seen either of the movies yet, which I'm really disappointed in myself, but other than that, like there's a anime I was watching there for a hot minute it was not as good as I was hoping, but. It was only subtitled. And you just, there's most animes that you can watch right now that are only subtitled. But there are French films and other things like that that you can only watch subtitled. That's okay. Do you have to watch it with subtitles? Oh, boo hoo. That's how most of the other worlds watch American films. Uh, Not all of them, but a decent amount of them.
1: Well, there's a reason why the big popcorn blockbusters are the ones that. Make it most in the international circus because they can be understood without dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, and or,
0: I, they, or they or can pay enough for like translations.
1: Yeah, it's it's it, the concepts are universal. Yeah, and what I've seen with Ernest and Celestine and Long Way North is that these are universal concepts. There's nothing in here that is alienating to the viewer. It makes you think. It makes you wonder. But it's not saying that you couldn't possibly understand if you weren't this exact one person.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I I think you've hit the nail on the head on there. <laughs> so I I think it's great that we're kind of getting exposed to these cultures, or really we're trying to getting exposed to these cultures a little bit more. And, you know, I really enjoyed Ernest and Selstein. Um The story went a little different than I was anticipating, but I remember really, really enjoying uh, the humor behind it, but the heart as well.
1: I'd be interested in talking about it on another episode.
0: <laughs> um, and I really have always wanted to watch Secret of Kells, and um, the song I see uh, the see, uh, again, the style of it looked really fun. I'm definitely interested because I like this director's style, and I like um, that kind of visual style, or sorry – I would love to see his visual style with the, um, Wild West, I think would really just mesh very well. So I, I would love to check that out.
1: Anytime this director, I think, works with big landscapes, mm-hmm. I think he's going to shine. I didn't
0: grow up in the the Midwest, um, but I did spend summers out in South Dakota. So those big kind of plain like areas, um, where like you would you could see the shadows of the clouds because the land just went on forever. That that's like a little bit of my childhood there. So. It's gorgeous. Um, I uh, so yeah. I would love to check that out at some point. Um, And
1: now we know that it exists, and we didn't know before.
0: Yeah, and this is definitely it is definitely child friendly. It's not. It's a little intense for like younger children, but I would say like seven or eight and above.
1: Yeah, like there are intense themes being discussed here. Like there are boats going through giant waves. There are people contemplating that they won't make it because there's not enough food. Like, there are mature themes being dealt with, but there's no blood. Mm -mm. There's no graphic stuff.
0: I I mean, like, they touch on the slightest bit of, like, sexual innuendo like but not like the
1: slightest
0: bit
1: considering that this was about a woman in a historical time period they could have gone a lot farther with that and i'm glad that they yeah. didn't not because it didn't happen but because i think that having her focus just on her own story and not it being all about smashing the patriarchy meant that it <laughs> had a, a stronger vibe of just like
0: i can do this no, and because I'm a woman, you know, like yeah, it didn't. feel preachy The all. whole
1: time, it was just I am doing this,
0: and it, and, it, and I, and not that we don't need stories like that, because we do need stories like that. We need, you know, destroying the uh, patriarchy. If you want smashing you know, the
1: patriarchy, the great is really good for that. Oh my god, is it
0: great for that? Um, there are amazing stories out there, but you can't, you can't just have a story just for that. There's got to be other reasons for it. And there are like the great there are reasons for and the way they're showing it is amazing. Um, but uh, I I really think that the, they they could have easily fallen into that valley and they didn't. And it's it's I it's very um, applause worthy. So I'm really, really looking forward to our next episode. I know you are. Um, it is not my birthday episode. The birthday episode will be the one after that. So, but I'm really looking forward to the next episode.
1: Oh boy! Oh Boise! Oh Boise, Idaho!
0: It's gonna be a bloodbath (laughs) because we've already talked about it a little bit. And I've seen some other things about it. If and I'm we, just like, hmm. You're spent, trying, but you're not going to work. It's not going to work.
1: If we spent an hour on the trailer, imagine what will happen when we finally see the full thing. But that is for next time. Thank you. That's all. just a theory. That's, no. I'm married to the idea theory. No.
0: <laughs> don't sue us, Matt. Pat, we love you. We Please watch don't. you all the time. Please don't. Thank <laughs> you all
1: so much for listening. Uh, like we said before, if you want to check out our Steven Universe fan cast every week, every Tuesday night at 5 o'clock. And if you like any of the content we're producing and want to see more behind-the-scenes content or support us with more than just your ears, you can visit our Patreon, patreon.com slash marriedtotheidea. You can check out the tiers, see which one of those works for you. It's a good time to support your local, individual, (laughs) self-employed artist. Or anyone that you, any artist that you would normally see at a convention or see at a live show, now is the time to really show them your support.
0: If you want to be one of our sponsors, uh, whether paid or unpaid, uh, we are, will take either. We, we always like to help support our, you know, fellow create fellow creators, and um,
1: just email us and let us know. Yeah,
0: we're always open. So. Um, thank you guys so much for listening do check out um, Long Way North and any of the other films mentioned here highly
1: recommended I know we didn't go much into depth on particular story beats but I really want you guys to go watch it I think there's it's reasons worth, behind it I think it's worth watching it's not twists it's not you know that kind of stuff I just think it's really worth watching and what the twist you can get a better sense for it by seeing it because it's such a visual thing Yeah, and I think you'll really enjoy it
0: Um, But until next time, she's been Elizabeth,
1: he's been Aaron, and and we're we're married married to the idea. idea.